Today, Ted Cruz questions FBI Director Chris Wray on domestic extremism. Alex Jones is ordered to pay over $4 million to Sandy Hook families, and leftists are now making abortion altars. We've got that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Happy Friday. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and it's going to be, I'm just saying, buckle up, brace yourselves. It's going to be a fun one today. We've, of course, got uh, our Friday Blaze TV contributor, Alex Stein, host of Conspiracy Castle, and also Alex Stein on YouTube, which you should be subscribed to. Also in the building, we are so glad to have back on the program the editor-in-chief of Florida's Voice News, Brendan Leslie. Thank you for being here. Thank you for join for letting me ha be here. First of all, I'm sitting next to the two biggest trolls on the internet, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know how I'm going to be able to like live up to the coolness right now. Well, no, you're a lot cooler than us because you were just speaking at CPAC. <laughs> Where we we lost our yeah, invitation yeah, in allowed. the mail. <laughs> so yeah, so you're doing pretty good. For yeah, yourself, yeah, I know. I'm like, guys, I live here. You wouldn't have to pay for my flight or my hotel. I'm right here. I don't. And you're beautiful, and you're suing Beto O'Rourke. I mean, you're relevant. Just saying. You're hot as a pistol, these people, you know, but they don't They don't have their finger on the trigger. Hey, the don't pulse. be cheating on AOC. Oh, I know. Well, you know. Uh, I, well, you know, okay, Sarah's, cheating my, on you? Sarah's yeah. my favorite big booty Latina, but I, between you, me, and, you know, the thousands of people watching the show, <laughs> I'm also seeing Marjorie Taylor Greene, but we'll just keep that, you know, her and I. <laughs> You're, I think, a bit of a floozy. I know. I'm like Jerry Seinfeld. You know, I date a lot of different girls at one time. So that's just you just works. missed out on Lauren Boebert yesterday. I, she won't date me. I've met her. She's not. She's not vibing with me. <laughs> she's not into it. No. Um, well, Brendan, I know you took the stage earlier today at CPAC. Um, I heard it was phenomenal. So uh, I encourage everyone to go to Brendan's social media and check out some clips that I know uh, are up there right now. Um, so I want to get into the headlines today. So at the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing yesterday, uh, Ted Cruz confronted FBI Director Chris Wray about a leak of alleged FBI material by Project Veritas. Now, Cruz was making the case that uh, the FBI has a repeated pattern of targeting conservatives and what they, you know, the, the conservatives would deem themselves patriotic Americans, but as we know from the left, that is a bad word if you are a Democrat these days. Uh, he pointed to a copy of FBI training material that was obtained by Project Veritas that allegedly listed, this is incredible, you guys, it listed uh, the Betsy Ross, the Gadsden, and the Gonzalez, the come and take it battle flags as themes of, uh, quote, indicative of militia violent extremism. Um, what a freaking world we're living in, guys. Here's some of that exchange. Director Ray, what are y'all doing? <laughs> this makes no sense. Do you, do you agree with this FBI guidance that the Betsy Ross flag and the Gadsden flag and the Gonzalez battle flag are signs of militia violent extremism? Well, Senator, I, I'm not familiar with the particular document you have behind mm. you, uh, and I'm not in the practice of trying to comment on documents that I haven't uh, recognized, but I will tell you that when we put out intelligence products, including ones that reference symbols, which we do across a wide variety of contexts, we usually uh, make great pains, take great pains to put 
uh, caveats and warnings in the document. So, of course, shockingly enough, uh, Ted Cruz made sure to mention that all of these symbols that they're talking about that indicate some sort of domestic terrorism uh, didn't see Black Lives Matter on there, nor did you see any symbols related to Antifa. Um, they only burned a bunch of cities down in the summer of 2020, but uh, of course they are absent from this list. Look, I've been saying for a very long time now that, uh, especially with January 6th, January 6th happened, the left knew that that was their moment to take a bunch of conservatives and paint them with a broad brush and accuse you of being conser- of, of being a domestic terrorist if you are conservative, if you wore a red hat. Uh, they did this very maliciously. It was very intentional. The FBI obviously was, was starting to define, you know, uh, domestic terrorism in such a way that they could categorize these things as such. And now here you see it, you know, right there in these leaked documents. If you are a patriotic American, you too could be under surveillance by the FBI for uh, being a domestic terrorist for, I don't know, loving the Constitution and your country and wanting small government, I guess. Yeah, well, I tend to actually agree with the FBI, and the only flag that isn't hate speech is a Ukrainian flag. So uh, that's why we need more Ukrainian. I think we should actually just change the American flag to the Ukrainian flag. That's the only way to really, truly not be racist. And uh, I mean, that's just how I feel. I mean, I could be wrong. I never said I'm right about everything. But yeah, it's Ukrainian flags. Just change every symbol to a Ukrainian flag, and we'll be okay. You know, the first thing I'm going to do is, I don't know if you saw Governor Ron DeSantis release a new license plate in Florida where it's the don't tread on me mm-hmm. and everything on the license plate. I'm going to go buy one. Mm-hmm. So you could be the Ukrainian <laughs> guy. I'm going to be the terrorist. And <laughs> let's just all coexist. It's fine. Well, well you, you did nail it, though, how they just label everybody a domestic terrorist this day and age. And I think that's the problem. It's like literally everybody that doesn't, you know, capitulate to the left mob, to the new liberal order, liberal world order is going to be labeled terrorist. Well, isn't it scary? It just continues to show you how much the DOJ is being weaponized under President oh, yeah. Brandon mm-hmm. and and using it to attack everyone that just disagrees with them. Listen, mm-hmm. I, I, I saw what happened on January 6th. It was a small group of people that were idiots that are now being labeled for the entire movement, which is, it's just not right. Well, and don't forget, they're hiring 87,000 IRS agents. They're spending, I think it's yeah. like, you know, what is it, like $600 million to go find $400 million in back taxes. Yep. Mm. And you know who that's going to attack? Government at work. <laughs> that's going to attack you, me, the normal people, mm-hmm. not the, the big rich people that make over $400,000 that Brandon always talks about. Yeah, all of the ones that they're like, the rich should pay their fair share. And it's like, wait, you guys are rich who aren't paying your fair share. That's weird. Nancy Pelosi gets up there and starts talking about it and you're like, oh, okay, let's go look at your bank account and see how much you and Paul have profited off of uh, all of these backroom deals that you're making. And then all of a sudden, Paul just hits it, hits it lucky with the right stock and makes all of this money. I wonder how all of those things are going on. Um, Speaking of Paul Pelosi, I can't get over the fact that he uh, was busted for drunk driving. Yeah, and they won't give us the, the, the body cam footage. That's no. what makes me and, so mad. Well, did you see that the, the police report also, the, the officer says that he is under the influence of not just the alcohol, but also he appeared to have drugs in his system. Oh, I'm sure. He's it's running away from Pelosi. Come on. Yeah. I know. Well, that's why I was like, though, if, the, if there's one person I want to give a pass to for using and abusing <laughs> drugs and alcohol, it's whoever the hell's married to Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> well, it's medical marijuana in California, so it's medicine, so you're, you're <laughs> if welcome. If that's even what it was. Um, so in this hearing, Ted Cruz also questioned uh, Chris Ray over the agent in charge of all of this January 6th investigation, who apparently formerly oversaw the Governor Whitmer kidnapping investigation, if you could even call it that. Uh, Let's listen to that exchange. Well, the special agent in charge of that case has now been sent 
to DC, to the Washington DC office, and now leads the investigation regarding January 6th. Is that correct? That doesn't sound right to me. That does not sound right. The, the, the name of the individual is Stephen D'Antuno. He was, he was run out of the FBI Detroit field office. Okay. And by the way, I will point okay. out that the lead investigator, Special Agent Track, are you aware that he was apparently fired for allegedly beating his wife after coming home from a swingers party and he'd made multiple derogatory political posts about President Trump showing political bias? Are you aware of that? I am aware of, I think, the incident you're describing uh, and action that was taken about it. Uh, to clarify, on the mm. first part of your question, uh, <laughs> Mr. D'Antuano was, was the special agent in charge of the office, uh, the Detroit field office, and is now the assistant director in charge of the Washington field office. I thought you were asking about the agent who was responsible for the So the guy in charge got promoted and is now in charge of the January 6th investigation. The guy in charge of the whole Detroit field office is now in charge of the whole Washington field office. That is astonishing. That is amazing, <laughs> considering the fact that uh, all of that Whitmer uh, plot had at least, what was it, 12 FBI informants involved? Yeah. Um, but uh, nothing to see here, you guys. But if you go along with the agenda and uh, the plot, the narrative that they are trying to weave you get a promotion. Yeah, they call it the Fed napping instead of the kidnapping, and I like that. And on top of that, it's like, you know, 12 uh, FBI agents and like two autistic adults. You know, they really <laughs> just use these people uh, like political collateral. So it doesn't make, uh, it doesn't surprise me that you can fail upwards and all of a sudden be running the top branch in Washington, D.C. Yeah, you fail upwards because as long as you repeat the mantra and stick to the narrative that they want you to do, you will be rewarded in Washington, D.C. And the media continues to remain silent. They don't ask actual real questions. They've become the mouthpiece of the government. It's really a really scary time. I hated it when during COVID when the government would just say, hey, you need to jump off a bridge in order to survive COVID. And the media would be like, hey, breaking at five, the government says you need to jump off the bridge. You better do it or you're mm -hmm. going to spread the virus and kill everyone. They're doing the same thing with the DOJ. I, I mean, what Brandon has done underneath uh, with the DOJ is just nothing short but criminal. And let's not forget, though, that he does. He is a swinger, so he's going to be able to catch a lot of Washington, D.C. Politi politicians. Who's um, a swinger? The FBI agent and head of the uh, Washington, D.C. Oh, branch. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact is he's going to do a lot of undercover work catching uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton and all the swingers <laughs> in D.C. Uh, I don't think we should, uh, I don't think we're, I think we're going to miss that, mm. that one. I don't think he's going to get Maybe. to the bottom of that one. Maybe, no, if he goes to enough places. You know what, I volunteer to be the FBI swinger to catch the politicians, so if they need me, you can hire me. Yeah, I'm sure they'll go right on that, Alex. <laughs> um, so uh, in regards to, we're talking January 6th right now and all of this investigation, all of the, the circus, I would call it. Yesterday, federal authorities charged a central Missouri man accused of taking a weapon with him to the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. This is a 36-year-old man. Jared Barger of uh, Centralia was arrested, and uh, he was charged with entering a restricted building or grounds with a weapon and unlawful possession of a firearm on Capitol grounds or buildings, along with related misdemeanors. Um, he's the, this is crazy, he's the 23rd Missourian charged in connection with all of what happened on January 6th. And I guess he took a 9mm with him to the rally, and he did not have a license to carry a weapon in the District of Columbia. A police officer found the weapon on the ground a few minutes after protesters broke through the police lines, which, you know, I realize that happened. I also saw videos of police letting them in. So who knows how that part of it transpired. Um, but uh, they are still, they're still finding these people and charging them. Uh, and, and here's the thing. If it's weak enough that 
it's entering a restricted building with a weapon and unlawful possession of a firearm. It's like he didn't do anything in the building because if he had, they would have charged him with it. What we're now seeing is, oh, they're charged with parading. Oh, no, not parading. Parading in a Capitol building? That's horrible. And so they have all of these weak charges, but they're still going through with it. They're still looking at it. There are so many other things that they could be looking on and focusing their time on. They could be closing the southern border to make sure that we don't have terrorists entering our country, especially since we have now the, the worldwide caution that the U.S. State Department just put out because of the uh, al-Qaeda leader that we were told, by the way, didn't exist anymore. Thanks, Joe Biden, for how you horrendously you handled Afghanistan. So now... Uh, they won't handle any of those other things, but they're still making arrests because a bunch of people got mad and, and got carried away, by the way. But at the end of the day, it's no worse than what the left did in the entire summer of 2020, except they did it to people who had nothing to do with any of, the, any of their grievances. Well, I like to joke around, but these people literally think the QAnon shaman with horned helmets on could have gone inside the Capitol and decertified the election, which is obviously provably false. So just think about what kind of reality these people are based in. Yeah, it's definitely a fantasy land. And listen, it's like every single person that did something bad, rioted, broke something, broke in. Yeah, they should be held accountable. Yes. But for the people that were just kind of there, right. just watching, right. they're, yeah. they're, they're holding them to the same standard as the as the few the the, the helmet guy and the idiot. <laughs> Yeah. that were actually breaking stuff. And that's just not right. And it's like, to your point, th they could be looking at other things. How many of these recent mass shootings that mm -hmm. were those people on the FBI's uh, oh, watch right, list? Right, All of them, right. every single one. <laughs> and then they, they still went and, and pulled these uh, just atrocities and tragedies. And yet... Let's keep it resting the MAGA grandmas. How, how, much, how much do we know about the, uh, the Las Vegas shooting? Nothing. And we never hear about it. Still nothing, but they're making sure to Pipe continue bombers. charging. Yeah, to continue charging people uh, over January 6th. I want to play one more clip for you guys because I think it's very interesting. Uh, Marsha Blackburn questioned FBI Director Ray over the Trump-Russia hoax and the Hunter Biden laptop. And um, I, you guys, it's, you're going to be really shocked to hear that he was not exactly what you would call forthcoming with his answers. Watch. Do you agree that the allegation of secret collusion between President Trump and Russia was a hoax? Yes or no? I, I, I don't think that's the terminology I would use, but oh. uh, I think there's been a lot written on this subject, and uh, both in the special counsel's report, mm. the inspector general's it's report. Yes or no, it's fine. So that's not a term I would use. Okay. Uh, do you agree that the Hunter Biden laptop was not Russia disinformation? Uh, now you're asking about an ongoing investigation uh, that I expect our folks to okay. pursue aggressively, and I just I can't mm -hmm. comment on okay. that. Okay, and you possess the laptop, right? Uh, again, I can't discuss that <laughs> yeah. ongoing okay. investigation. Oh, the laptop one cracks me up. But in regards to the Trump-Russia hoax, it's like they call us conspiracy mm -hmm. theorists. They're projecting. Mm -hmm. It's them. They're the conspiracy theorists. And I'm, this is, I'm, t I'm yeah. talking to, like, the conspiracy theorist. 100% Alex Jones Jr. and uh, Ted Carlson's <laughs> biological son. But, you know, it's funny how that's why they're keeping this investigation going on for so long, so they don't have to talk about it. Notice, like, this is yeah. already a slam dunk. They already have enough as evidence to prove that Hunter Biden had illegal business dealings with Burisma, with China, with all these foreign companies. So they could definitely blow the whistle on it, but they don't want to because they're probably trying to save face or waiting to the right moment to take out Joe Biden with it, I feel like. That's probably um, true, Brendan. The, the media did a number on this one, on the Hunter Biden laptop, by labeling it as a disinformation Russian in, 
uh, hoax and then uh, deplatforming New York Post that were the first ones to bravely report on it. It did a number in the public eye. And because of it, is Brandon the president today if they if we actually had a media that reported on this? So Yes, he got eighty one million votes fair and square, <laughs> the most ever, of Safest course. Safest and most yeah. secure election of all time, YouTube. Yeah. He's okay? the most popular president to ever exist. That's true. <laughs> I, you know, the, all the graveyards are singing right now. They are. Um, all right. we let's take a quick break before we get kicked off here. Uh, <laughs> let's thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So look, you guys, everyone is feeling the devastating effects of inflation anytime you go to the grocery store, anytime you go to the gas pump. Uh, the recession is real, even though the Biden administration doesn't want to admit it. If all of your money is in the market or tied to the U.S. dollar, you're really messing with fire. It, you really now is the time to take a hard look at diversifying your savings into gold and silver. Uh, you got to text the word Y to 989898. You're going to get a free information kit on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. Historically, this has been the way to make sure that you protect your money and hedge against inflation. You can text the word Y to 989898. Nine eight to get that. Remember, it's free, no obligation. Uh, there's no reason to not do this. Look at it, and then you can decide. But don't waste any more of your money. Don't watch while it becomes less and less valuable. Text the word Y to nine eight nine eight nine eight. We were just speaking about Alex Jones and conspiracy theorists. Alex Jones uh, was just ordered to pay $4.1 million to the parents of a child killed in the mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary in 2012. This was a, a jury in Austin. He does still have a pending trial in Connecticut as well. Um, and look, we all heard the the what Alex Jones said at the time uh, about Sandy Hook. He said that it was a hoax, it didn't really happen, everyone were actors. And so this was, of course, the defamation lawsuit that they had been waiting on. Um, I want to I want to play, because I think it's, look, Alex, I, I'm going to let you talk here in a second, because you went and covered this mm -hmm. trial. Was it yesterday? Oh, it was two days ago. Day Wednesday. before yesterday. Um, you covered this trial, and you were, you were there. Um, and I was texting with you about it, because it was, I think it, it sets a very scary precedent for multiple reasons. Um, but I want to play for you Alex Jones. Uh, he's trying to explain that he did believe he came to the conclusion eventually that Sandy Hook was real, but the media would just not allow him to take that back. Watch. Do you understand now that it was absolutely irresponsible of you to do that? It was, especially since I've met the parents. And uh, it's 100% real, as I said on the radio yesterday, and as I said here yesterday. Uh, it's 100% real, and the media still ran with lies that I was saying it wasn't real on air yesterday. It's incredible. They won't let me take it back. They just want to keep me in the position of being the Sandy Hook man. My son got confronted yesterday. Projection speculation as to what the media wants. Mr. Jones is just being on the show. Sustained. Now, um, I, I want to get to, there's another aspect of this that, again, is terribly frightening to me, which is the, the phone records uh, that happened with Alex Jones because they, they were accidentally given to the plaintiff's lawyer by Alex Jones' attorney. Um, and I want to get into that, but I want to first just take this trial uh, and, and the amount of money that he's had to pay um, the fact that there's another trial that he's still going to have to go to. And by the way, they have not ruled on punitive damages yet. So he may actually end up owing more than the 4.1 million once the judge factors in punitive damages. Um, again, just reprehensible things that he said. 
It just feels a whole lot like uh, this is supposed to be a message to the right that you better step in line because if you say something that we don't like, I mean, think about all of the, the things that we have been saying for the last two and a half years that they told us were conspiracy theories and six to 12 months later, we knew that they were true. There was documented evidence that we were true, that, that it was true. Now, we knew it all along because of the evidence that we were seeing, but they couldn't deny it anymore. So it just feels a whole lot like um, it's, it's kind of a, uh, hey, you better get in line or we're going to make you suffer and we're going to make you pay and we are going to make sure that you lose your career and your livelihood if you uh, don't get in line and follow the approved narrative. Yeah, and I just want to say this, you know, Alex Jones obviously said some stuff that were inaccurate and he walked it back. But if people held CNN to the same right. standard as Alex Jones, you know, they'd be like, oh, wow, CNN would owe a lot of people a lot of money for defaming multiple, multiple, probably thousands of people. And, and as well as Alex Jones, this is the problem is that he does have his First Amendment right. Obviously, he can't defame somebody. But he even said this in the trial, when you're a hammer, every problem is a nail. So that's what he does. He's an entertainment broadcaster. Mm -hmm. He's going to go there. He's going to spit out his opinion, whether it be wrong, whether it be right, he's able to find more information and change his mind but these people are going to hold him to a standard in which it's really not attainable for somebody that's in the entertainment business so this is setting a bad precedence for people like yourself myself that's in the independent media they do not want us to exist if we're not part of the legacy media so that's why this is frightening and and on top of all that alex jones you know he's he's wrong about stuff but he's been right about a lot <laughs> a of stuff lot, too a lot yeah you need to give credit <laughs> i thank you for pointing that out let's give credit where credit is due there's a lot going on right now that it's like Alex Jones told you so. Mm -hmm. You see the common theme here? Like, we're able to recognize, yeah, there were some bad people in January 6th. Mm -hmm. What Alex Jones said was wrong, and mm -hmm. it was stupid. Mm -hmm. But you're right. They're holding them to a different standard so that they can attack us and hopefully make us all scared, the alternative media. And you know what? I know you two aren't going anywhere, and I know a lot of other people <laughs> mm -hmm. I've talked to in the alternative media world aren't going anywhere either. So they better buckle up. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we aren't scared of you. Is I'm a what little Brendan scared. Said. I, okay, Alex is scared. scared. I'm, I'm scared not scared of you. I'm scared to death. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do want to get to the the phone records aspect because I think that this is it's a really fascinating and also horrifying part of this particular case. So, like I, I alluded to earlier, um, so on Wednesday, the so. The uh, family's attorney, who is this Mark Bankston, revealed that Alex Jones' counsel had accidentally sent him all of the text messages on his phone. This is including uh, messages back and forth with Roger Stone and other various figures connected to the January 6th rally and what happened at the Capitol. He said, I am under request from various federal agencies and law enforcement to provide the records. Uh, he's telling the judge this. He said, absent a ruling from you saying you cannot do that, I intend to do so immediately following this hearing because, as we know, Alex Jones has been a person of interest for the January 6th committee for some time. Um, he was a he did not, by the way, storm the Capitol. He would not. He didn't go to the Capitol. He was at the rally. And um he, he attended, I think, a Zoom session whenever they were holding their hearing, and he just uh, uh, invoked his Fifth Amendment right over and over and over again. Um, but it's just very frightening that you can have, you like, you, let's say you get into trouble, Alex. You would never get into trouble. Not let's me, say you get no. into trouble. Never. You hire a lawyer mm -hmm. um, in good faith. You try to provide your lawyer with information in good faith, and that lawyer screws up and sends something to the uh, other side that you did not intend to send. 
and then screws you over, I guess, because there's a there's a rule that within 10 days, the, the lawyer can come back and say, I, I'm like, I'm revoking this. I'm like, you need to disregard it. However, it needs to be worded. And the lawyer didn't do that. He instead just sent an email back and just said, please disregard. And so now the family's attorney is arguing that's not that was not enough to really revoke all of the information that, that he sent me. And now we're going to ruin his life even further by sending all of this to all of the federal agencies. Now all of his information is released to whoever wants it. And it's like, hold on, he wasn't on trial for anything else. How is it possible that now all of his information gets sent to whoever wants it? Well, I think it's very possible. I mean, his attorney maybe made a mistake, but Alex was on the stand, and like he said, he wasn't in control of the data from his phone, you know, the chain of uh, command or however it went from the attorney to the other attorney. My point being is that I feel like Alex isn't that dumb and that he probably did give his attorney safe text messages. That could be the conspiracy theories. I could be wrong, but they're saying that there's intimate messages between Alex Jones and Roger Stone, so I guess they're sending like nude selfies to each other. I mean, what is these intimate messages? So we'll see. I mean, you know, like I said, you, like you said, excuse me, Alex Jones didn't go into the Capitol. He went outside of the Capitol. He was at the rally. I don't think he necessarily committed a crime by just showing up, so they want to scare us into thinking that they're going to have some, you know, red herring. Oh, this is the smoking gun in the January 6th investigation. I just don't think that, that though, any smoking gun were contained in those text messages, but I obviously could be wrong. I hope he can. I hope he can sue. I wonder if he can sue his lawyer. I'm uh, sure he can. Alex he Jones can. is a lot of things, but a conspiracy to overthrow the government is just not one of them. Yeah, yeah. They need a target. You know, they need yeah. a villain. They and need he, a boogeyman. And he knows he does this to himself. He makes himself the easy target, but that's okay. That's his thing. He likes it. He he he, he honestly does really well in in the spotlight. So. <laughs> Again, it's just the the media and everyone trying to peg us all as these terrorists. Yeah. Um, by the way, his attorney did request a mistrial because of the oopsies with the text messages, which, of course, the judge uh, denied. And I think the judge was very happy to deny that because you can tell if you've paid attention to this trial that the judge does not. Uh, it's not a fan of Alex Jones. I don't think that she watches Infowars. I'll put it that way. <laughs> you know, her Facebook profile picture with rainbows, vaccinated. Really? Oh, yeah. You got to go on Twitter. I am not look. shocked about no, that at every, all. She has every profile that you can every free Facebook profile, uh, you know how they add a mm -hmm. circle, I've been mm -hmm. vaccinated, mm -hmm. or, uh, yeah. They're all of them. She's all got of all of everyone. That does not shock me at all. They are in Austin, uh, of all places. All right, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So, look, Patriot Mobile is doing so much behind the scenes to make sure that we continue to keep our freedoms, uh, the right to own a weapon, uh, all of the, the pro-life uh, fighting that we've done. And, by the way, had a great victory just this past Supreme Court session. Patriot Mobile is working. They're taking a portion of all of the money that they get from all of their uh, all of their customers and donating donating it towards all of these causes. They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They are the ones on the front lines fighting for your values. So stop giving your money to Big Mobile, who is. By the way, taking it and donating it to all of these other uh, organizations that you don't want them to, to uh, that they are fighting to take your rights away. Stop doing that. Patriot Mobile can get you all the same coverage. They all use the same towers as 2022, so it's the same coverage. But not only are you going to get a better deal, but you also know that your money is going to someone uh, who shares and supports your values. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash news and uh, use offer code news to get free activation. By the way, if you're a veteran or first responder, you got to tell them they've got even better uh, deals for you. So that is patriotmobile.com slash news. And they spent $400,000 supporting school board races. They did. Thank you.
China has halted dialogue with the United States on uh, several issues, including climate change and military issues, in retaliation for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit <laughs> to Taiwan earlier this week. Um, so we covered this on the program. I'm sure if you guys are, are a viewer uh, all day, every day, well, not all day. That would get I'd get tired of listening to me. Um, but uh, you know what's happened. But China warned Nancy Pelosi, you better not fly a military plane up in this airspace. If you do, there will be consequences. They said we will not stand idly by. Um, some even suggested that they might shoot it, which would have been really wild. But uh, they I guess this is part of their response to that. So the Chinese foreign ministry announced it would be enacting eight different measures in response to Pelosi's visit, which included a suspending conversations between senior level military officials on cross-border crime, drug trafficking, and climate change. And uh, they <laughs> it's just really interesting because, you know, I think the United States continues to try to talk to China in what they believe is good faith, not realizing that like China's gonna China and they actually don't care about climate change or any of the drug trafficking or any of these issues. So they would, I'm sure that they loved this chance to be like, yeah, nah, we're not gonna talk to you guys anymore because you didn't do what we asked. And uh, also we don't care, it's not gonna hurt us. Yeah, I mean, China, you know, they even have illegal business dealings with Hunter Biden, supposedly. But my point being is, yeah, I mean, China is as crooked as a dog's hind leg. So if you think that we're ever going to be able to do like business with them or coexist with them and they're going to be on the Green New Deal or follow any of the same rules that we're going to follow, you're dreaming. So, yeah, I mean, we do not want to do business with China, but we already do a ton of business with them, actually. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Well, and they also... Um they also are sanctioning Nancy Pelosi, which just cracks me up whenever countries sanction each other and it's just like one individual. It's like, okay, cool. Nancy Pelosi and her immediate family, they're sanctioned by China. My question is, why now of all times? Why is Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan of all times? And if, first of all, it was kind of a Republican talking point, standing with Taiwan and, mm -hmm. and democracy and standing up to China. But then all of a sudden now it's the Democrats thing. And why is she going? I'll tell you why. Money, money, money. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She well, she met with one of the um, one of the the leaders of a company that does a lot of the semiconductor, you know, uh, computer chips. And again, I mean, look, you could make the argument that she's talking to them on behalf of the United States because there is a real problem here. But uh, you know, her husband Paul is also heavily invested in uh, semiconductor and computer chip companies, so I'm just saying. We need to stop poking China, though, because <laughs> as you know, Alex, we are our military is filled with a bunch of uh, cross-dressing, uh, silly, sissy pansies, honestly, so we are not prepared for a war with China at all, and yet here we are, Nancy Pelosi putting her personal agenda first yeah. well, over we America. Have, we have the best military when it comes to pronouns. Uh, <laughs> But when you really, you know, you think about China and the sanctions and the illegal business dealings with uh, NVIDIA, maybe I'm naive when I say this, but how much money is enough for these people? Like, how much money does Nancy Pelosi need? She has hundreds of millions of dollars. I, I don't understand why they still need more money. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a great point. Um, I want to go to, before we run out of time here, I do want to go to, Brendan, you're obviously, you are a Floridian and you were very jealous of you here in Texas because <laughs> yeah. you have the, the greatest, well, yeah, you have the beach. You also have the greatest governor, governor yeah, yeah. in uh, the country. And um, he's been doing some really, really amazing things this past week. We talked about it on the program yesterday and I was like, gosh, I wish Brendan was here yesterday because we were covering all things Ron DeSantis, but you're here today and I wanna get your thoughts on all of the moves that he's made this week. Ron DeSantis had the best 24 hours of his political career 
uh, Wednesday into Thursday. I mean, not only did he suspend a George Soros uh, state attorney, funded state attorney, because he refused. This prosecutor literally signed a letter saying that he is only going to enforce laws that he believes in and not and laws he thinks are unconstitutional. Uh, by the way, that's unconstitutional in <laughs> itself. Your job is to prosecute the laws on the books. He wasn't doing that. So bye-bye George Soros. That was the biggest hit against him. And uh, Ron DeSantis really has just been on a tear of being an offensive-minded player in this fight. Do you think that, um, so would you be happy if he ran for president? Because Eric July, our friend Eric July, he comes on the program and he makes the argument that because Ron DeSantis is so great in Florida, he should stay in Florida. But I'm like, silly. no, we want him here because he said, well, we need one free place to go to. And it's like, right. But if he was in charge of the entire country, he could make sure every like every place aside from the crazy blue states remained just as free as Florida. Right. Yep. And uh it's a silly mindset to think that Florida needs to uh, be selfish with Ron DeSantis. They really should share him with America eventually <laughs> at some point. Um, and Florida has great people in the ranks going up. Congressman Byron Donalds, he is the most conservative congressman in America, and he is just by, he's just great in everything he does. He's someone that everyone views as the next governor of Florida. And if that's the case, mm. Florida's in good hands, and we mm -hmm. shouldn't be keeping Ron DeSantis to ourselves. So, Well, wasn't it a close race with him and Andrew Gillum? Oh, my the, gosh. The it was Gilliger? less than a percentage point. You want to know why? Ron DeSantis wasn't a name then. Yeah. yeah. He won the primary. He wasn't supposed to win the primary. It was supposed to be uh, Ag Commissioner Adam Putnam to win that primary. Mm -hmm. But Donald Trump came in and endorsed him, and that gave him a jolt, and he won. And his campaign team just wasn't the greatest. They didn't uh, campaign on the things that they should have, and mm -hmm. that's why it was so close. But then Governor Ron DeSantis came in and does everything that he does, and he has separated himself so far from the left that they just have no chance now. Yeah, and, and I had a little inside information. Well, I met Christina Pushaw. She's great, uh, and obviously she, you I'm know. so jealous. Well, she, and she's so nice, but when I was trying to, you know, question her, I was like, come on, he's gonna run for president. Come on, wink, <laughs> wink. She's like, no, she gave me the, you know, perfect uh, All he cares about right yeah, now is the he's governor focused race. on the state of Florida. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. said the, you know, the mainstream talking points. So I really gotta applaud her professionalism that she didn't give us a little hint, but we'd be, I think it would be losing out if we didn't get a Ron DeSantis I, run, in my opinion. You know, I will stick up for, for Christine. I have a great relationship with her, talk with her a lot. And it's true. He, The only two people that know what he's going to do is his wife, Casey, and God. That's it. Mm. Really, that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. He's and always the CIA that's listening to someone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the NSA. <laughs> the NSA. He's just doing exactly, people are speculating him to be president because he's just so damn yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just doing what he has always done as a legislator. He's yeah. a veteran. He's just, he's a, he's a real deal. He really he hit is. 330 in, in uh, Yale baseball. As a college really? baseball player. Yeah, yeah, he's a good baseball player. Golly, man, he really has it all. All right, well, we're jealous of you, and I just <laughs> wanted to give you a chance to, like, brag Don't about be jealous. We're about to have Beto O'Rourke. Shut <laughs> your mouth right now. I would love for him to sit in this chair and you and him to go. Oh, he would not love. He would, he would not love it. Beto would not. Robert Francis would not love it. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We want to thank our sponsor, Healthy Cell, this segment. So Healthy Cell, we take this uh, at our house. They've got all types of different... Um, uh, like they've got a multivitamin, they've got uh, one for sleep, they've got one for focus and recall. But I want to talk to you about the one uh, that that is, I think it's called REM sleep. And we use it all the time. My husband actually reminded me um, that we are about to be out. And he said he had stopped taking 
this, it's a, it's a gel. It comes in gel form, so you just peel it open and you can just pop it in your mouth. You can mix it in water, but you don't need to because it tastes delicious. But um, it helps you sleep better. And he said, I haven't been taking it because... I've seen that we are only a few away from being out. And so I didn't want to like take them all. And he said, I've slept horribly every single night that I have not taken this. It's working for us over at our house. And because it's in this gel and it's not in a pill, you're gonna get maximum absorption of all these nutrients. It's gonna help you fall asleep more easily, stay asleep through the night, sleep deeply and achieve REM sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed. We love Healthy Cell at our house, but they've got something for everyone there. And it's not in pill form, so you are going to get the maximum absorption. You gotta go to healthycell.com news. Use promo code news for 20% off of your order. That is healthycell.com news. Drew Hernandez over at Turning Point uh, shared a interesting video of a woman teaching how to build an altar for post-abortion. This included a container for fetal remains and abortion pills. It's something that, look, I think you have to see for yourself to truly believe that this is not satire. This is not satire. Watch. Really just clean the space. Clean myself. I like to always have a candle going on my altar. I'm also going to be adding an Empress tarot card today, and she really just symbolizes feminine fertility and feminine mm. energy. I also really like to add the abortion pills themselves to the altar mm. to really bless the pills that we're going to be taking into our bodies during this <laughs> process. Wow. Place the container of which you plan to put the, the products of conception or the fetal remains within to catch that after you've passed it and save it for later when we when we find a way to to bury or otherwise um, to where we find a way to properly dispose of the fetal remains in a way that gives reverence and respect and support to this to this sacred abortion experience. You know, it's weird, guys, because if it was just a clump of cells, if it's just a parasite in your body, if it's just all of these things that the left continues to say that it is, as if it's not a child or it's not a child remains, why would you go to all of that trouble? I would like to know. Well, I mean, you know, I can't even be funny about this because there was a day and age when I remember in college, I knew a girl that had an abortion and like ruined her life. She dropped out of school. It was like this big, you know, black cloud. And I think that's how it was for most people. But now we have people making altars and TikTok videos celebrating this. So as a society, the direction we're going in order to get this political agenda of abortion more normalized, we've lost the plot. You yeah. know, I mean, if, if even people that are pro-choice believe there should be a limit. And now these politicians want to have it done up into nine months. So for me, it's just it's blatant murder. That's just worshiping Satan right there. Yeah. That is mm -hmm. what that is. That's, That's child sacrifice. I can't believe I just, I didn't see that video. Well, you didn't the see the tarot time. card, Empress tarot card? That's who she's worshiping oh. that great tarot card. Well, <laughs> it's like, she, she, what is it like, the, someone that is uh, regarding f uh, female fertility? It's like, <laughs> what? why do you want female yeah. fertility? You're saying that you're about to kill your own child. Isn't that not what you want? It's so, so depressing mm -hmm. to see that this is, listen, I'm someone that has, a woman has aborted my child and I can tell you that it still lives with me every single day and to see people make a mockery of it and just worship it like they do it hurts it hurts a lot and i don't know why people can't see through that yeah it is really sad i think so you guys both brought up really good points which is the male in the equation that doesn't get a say um and is so often forgotten about and the fact that because there's been this leftist movement to 
teach young women that it's supposed to be celebrated and it's it's normal and you should definitely do it. It's a good decision. It's going to make your life better. You have women who have been very affected by mm -hmm. the decisions that they made because it doesn't turn out the way that they that they were told that it was going to turn out. They end up having horrible feelings of regret. Uh, it's traumatic, and they never are able to live it down because they bought into the lie that you are supposed to kill your own baby in order to sacrifice, you know, so so that you don't have to sacrifice anything, sacrifice your own convenience, uh, sacrifice your career, anything like that. And it's just so sad that all of these things they don't want you to know and sacrificing what there's no better gift on this planet None. than being a parent i'm not a parent but like you are yeah is there any great anything no. greater in your life no 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 it's well, it's the it's the greatest blessing you will ever have in your entire life and they will never know that happiness or maybe they will with other kids the kids that they decided to let live i guess but um it's just it's really really sad that they they buy into these talking points and it ruins their lives yeah last night i watched a 45 minute uh, interview from 1957 with mike wallace and margaret sanger and at the end margaret sanger is talking about how they need abortion for a multitude of reasons or the kids are bad and yada 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 population reduction but at the very end mike wallace and they're like smoking lucky strike cigarettes this is so old margaret sanger 78 years old she goes well do you have any kids she goes yes and she showed her you know she has seven grandkids and she was lit up she couldn't have been any happier so the same thing is these people that love abortion aren't the ones even really getting abortion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um all right we've got to uh we got to take a quick break but i want to remind you guys if you have not yet gone to the blaze socks website i think brendan are you wearing them right now Oh, look wow, at that. Wow, that's a really He's good product. Ron DeSantis. Yeah. If you're seeing this back, uh, gosh. Uh, yeah, Ron DeSantis, yeah, you're going to have to. Oh, wow. I'm not flexible, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ron DeSantis on a gator. I mean, like, it doesn't get better than that. Uh, Ron DeSantis saying, own the libs while the gator rides a, a crying emoji yeah. uh, into a pool of uh, big D energy. So uh, you got to go there. It's blazesocks.com. Use code SARAHSOCKS to get 20% off. Uh, you can also save on a Blaze TV subscription if you have not yet done that using the same code. That is blazesocks.com, promo code SARAHSOCKS. California State Senator with the most appropriate name ever, Scott Weiner of uh, San Francisco, was interviewed yesterday by the Washington Post about the response to his state's monkeypox outbreak. Remember, they are in a state of emergency. They're in a, it's a public health emergency. It's a panic. What do we do to prevent the monkeypox from spreading? Well, I mean, like, yeah, keep the fetish festival where there are a bunch of gay orgies. But what do we do to stop the spread of monkeypox? Uh, and uh, Senator Scott Weiner um, he said that, uh, look, if people want to have sex, they're going to have sex. But, uh, you know, we got to, uh, I know personally people who normally go to sex parties who are like abstaining, uh, you know, sacrifice. They're making big sacrifices. Don't talk here. about me on the show. I am. Yeah. I'm going to. Let, oh, yeah. Let's listen to, let's listen to Mr. Weiner. <laughs> I know people who, uh, were, um, uh, you know, someone who was working the door at one of the sex parties uh -huh. uh, the, the weekend of Dory and of attendance was down by 50%. I've heard that oh, about some of the other sex selfless. parties as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think we're doing the right thing. We, we shouldn't be shutting things down. That didn't work oh, uh, during shouldn't. the 80s with HIV. It's okay. a, that's not a good public health strategy. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. um, but people make their own choices and there are people who are being oh. a little more restrained hmm. because they want to reduce their risk until they can get vaccinated, until other people can get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. 
That's great. People should make their own decisions and we shouldn't be shutting things down. That is so cute. Can we talk about how a public health official is literally just like, oh yeah, I know people that go to sex parties. Why is that a <laughs> normal thing? He knows the door thing? guy. Dude, and he this, is wild. And this wiener guy, when they made legislation, when we went and we exposed to drag your kids to Pride event, he was the one that said, oh, we need to add mandatory yes. drag studies to the curriculum, to the curriculum. in California. And he, um, he's been, he has been in charge of bills to like lower the age of consent for uh, gay children. He's mm -hmm. been in charge of bills who uh, that would have decriminalized HIV um, so that it would no longer be a felony if you knew that you had HIV yeah. and didn't tell someone. Like this, I think that passed, this guy is though, didn't sick. It? I think I, that, actually, I think I you're think, right. I think yeah. that one did. Uh, so this is a. It does not surprise me that he knows the door guy for the gay orgy <laughs> place. Best friend. It, yeah, like he's got him on. I speed thought it was dial. Alex. Yeah, they got fired when they hired me to Blaze. <laughs> now he works at Blaze. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.